0: The grand scheme of things I can't complain. 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 Who's going to complain? Huh? Him? It's the I Can Complain Podcast. I'm going to sit here and complain. My name is John. What can I say? I'm a purist. While the rest of you are out there watching this Barbie movie, I'm actually at home playing with my Barbies. What a bunch of pussies. You don't leave a dream house to go to a movie theater. Maybe if we weren't having a pool party right now, I'd have time to go to the movie theater, but I've got bigger shit to worry about. Dinner's at six, and then we're brushing Barbie's hair from seven until nine. Ken comes over at ten to enjoy a miniature hamburger, and then Barbie has to be up at eight a.m. sharp to ride her pony. She's an equestrian goddammit. Excuse me for not going to theaters. Everybody out there talking about this Barbie movie. I'm at home living the Barbie life. I've been firmly entrenched in the Barbie lifestyle for years. I don't have just one dream house, I have three dream houses. I have a dream house in every room of my goddamn house, actually. I have 13 dream houses, 17 Barbies, three Kens, and a whole bunch of fucking ponies. She's riding ponies every goddamn day. And everybody's like, John, you gotta go see the Barbie movie, it's great. I don't have time. Don't you understand how much of a responsibility it is to have the 18 different Barbie dream houses? It's a full-time job. This will be the last episode of the I Can't Complain podcast. Excuse me if I have to devote all my time to Barbie and her dream house. Ken's coming over at 10 tonight. Do you know how much pressure that is? I have to go to the grocery store and buy miniature hamburger patties, come home and throw them on the grill. Barbie doesn't do shit. She's never cooked anything. I have to do everything for her. I bought her a Barbie mobile. I thought she'd be grateful, but she's not. I have to gas it up. I have to take it to get admissions tested every year. The property tax on the dream house, that ain't cheap. I have a lot of shit that I'm dealing with right now. Honestly, guys, I need a vacation. Ken's just showing up unannounced and he expects me to have food on the table where he gets pissed off. You think I don't have problems? You're damn right I have problems. Managing a Barbie dream house is more complicated than it sounds. And I need a vacation, but one place I won't be vacationing to. You'll never catch me vacationing in Death Valley. Vacation in Death Valley. The name says it all. You have a death wish. It's either that or your life is going so well that you've ran out of other bullshit to do. So all you can think to do is hang out in the desert. Or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe your life's going so poorly that all you're going to do is go out to the desert and hang out in 130 degree temperatures until you drop dead under a tree that's actually a mirage. I don't know. You're not going to catch me in the desert. I've seen Better Call Saul. I know how it gets out there. Last week I told you that all the whites are flocking to Bucky's just to spend an afternoon at the world's largest gas station. Well, evidently, they're not interested in that anymore. They've moved on. They're hanging out in the desert now. I mean, you've got to be a real freak to even consider going out there. Anybody that tells me that they went to Death Valley when it's 130 degrees, I don't trust them. I don't want anything to do with them. I have a news story here that says one tourist told Channel 4 News she was visiting Death Valley for the first time because she thought it would be, quote, a cool thing to be there for what would be the hottest day on Earth. There's nothing cool about hanging out in Death Valley, you dumb bitch. Stay at home. Enjoy your air conditioning like I do. It's 68 degrees in the room right now, and I'm comfortable. I'm not hanging out in the desert. There's nothing for me in the desert. The only thing that awaits me in the desert is a heat stroke and a possible oasis. I do like the idea of an oasis. That is something that tempts me. I'm changing my mind, guys. Maybe I am going to head out to Death Valley. We'll do a Live from Death Valley broadcast next week where it's just me delusional, thirsty, in 130-degree temperatures, dreaming of an oasis. An oasis of pure Russian rainwater. Towards the end of the article, there's a picture of a man holding up a sign that says, This is a climate emergency. Happy death day. You're damn right it's a climate emergency, so why the hell are you out there? Why is anybody out there? It gets above 85 degrees here, and I don't leave the house for months. I just stay at home and play with my Barbie dream house and hope that the air conditioner doesn't go out. That's what I do during the summer. I don't know how you spend your summers, but that's what I do with my summers. That's why when I read on the internet this week, CNN told me that we can't air-condition our way out of America's heat crisis. I said, try me. I'm gonna have it feeling like a meat locker in here. It'll be 52 degrees by the time I'm finished air-conditioning this bitch. I love air-conditioning. Don't test me, CNN. I didn't even read the article. I opened the story and I looked at a few pictures and I said, this looks too hot for me to even handle. Something is heating up that I'm happy about, though. The war's heating up. Yep, the war in Ukraine has reached a boiling point. We've entered the tits and the cash phase of the war now. This is one of the most exciting phases of any war. The tits and cash phase. Women are flashing soldiers, and mercenaries are wasted, drunk, carrying large sums of cash. They're pulling out all the stops. Evidently, the man that Putin wants to take over Wagner, now the Perkozian's no longer there. The man that Putin wants to take over was once admitted to a hospital blind drunk with $60,000 in cash, military maps of Syria, and receipts for weapons. I'm going to be honest. It sounds like a fun guy. It really does. Given an opportunity to hang out with a man with a bunch of weapons and $60,000 in cash and go out to get drunk for a night? There's no way I'm passing that up. That sounds better than hanging out in Death Valley. It sounds like this is a man who knows how to have a little fun. Kozin, when he was in charge of the Wagner Group, he didn't know how to party. This motherfucker knows how to party and I hope he gets the job, but that's not all that's happening over there. Oh no, there's more. We're not just in the cash phase of the war now, but we're in the tits phase. Ukrainian helicopter crews say that women flash them as they fly overhead to boost their morale while fighting Russia. War, what is it good for? Evidently it's good enough to see a pair of double D's from 30,000 feet away. The Ukrainian women are really stepping up. American women wouldn't do this. They wouldn't. Even if we were under attack, American women, they're too afraid to get their tits out and show them off. They really are. Unless it's spring break in Panama City, Florida, the women keep their tits under under wraps here. They don't just whip them out. The Ukrainian women, at the first sign of a bomb dropping, the first thing they do is they get their tits out And they show them to the helicopter pilots. God bless these Ukrainian women. God bless them. I'm also seeing a report here that rich Russian oligarchs are looking to rent helicopters at unprecedented rates just so they could see some tits. Wouldn't that be amazing? Like, sir, this is restricted airspace. There's a war going on right now. Are you really sure that you want to rent this helicopter just to see some tits? You saw what happened to Kobe Bryant. Are you sure that you want to do this? And the answer is yes, every goddamn time. Given the chance for most men to ride in a helicopter and see some tits in a war zone, they do it. they take, take them up on that offer. They'd say, put me over the border and let me see some knockers. And you might be saying right now, John, this is all well and good. I know you're having fun. I know we've entered the tits in the cash phase of the war. This is all well and good. But what about the drugs? You're damn right they're using drugs. This war's been elevated to another level that I didn't think it would re- Well, be honest with you guys, I thought the war would be over right now. But, <laughs> the fact that it's still going on, we've entered the drug phase of the war as well. Russia's sending disposable soldiers to fight in Ukraine, high in amphetamines to ensure that they still run at machine guns, military experts say. Evidently, they're getting high-quality IVs of amphetamines. Wow. Sign me up. Actually, don't sign me up. I don't like to run, even if I'm high in amphetamines. It says the Ukrainians are fighting with purpose. They have a reason to fight the war, but the Russians aren't so lucky. Quote, sometimes you replace good purpose and good leadership and good team building with drugs. You hear that, Walmart? You hear that, Microsoft, Taco Bell, McDonald's? You guys do all these stupid team building exercises. Just feed them drugs. That's all they want is drugs. Feed them drugs. These drugs are good enough to wear their running machine guns. Surely you can just feed the entire staff at McDonald's liquid IVs of amphetamines before their work shifts, and they'll be more than happy to serve those hamburgers for minimum wage $7.25 an hour. Just give them drugs. That's all anybody wants is drugs. Drugs are a great motivator. Drugs will make you run in a machine gun. Maybe drugs will make you pump out those hamburgers at unprecedented rates. It'll be the best McDonald's in the country if you just start giving all of your employees drugs. Give them drugs. I mean, really, the Russian military is treating their soldiers with more respect than our Fortune 500 companies treat their employees with. I worked for a large company one time and we did some sort of team building exercises. I don't really remember any of them, probably because they didn't give me drugs. I would have remembered if I got an IV of meth. But yeah, we did team building exercises. I remember one time they said, let's go to the zoo. Let's go to the zoo. You won't get paid, but you get to spend the entire day with people that you don't really like, and that you don't really have much in common with. Doesn't that sound fun? And I said, nope, I don't want to go to the zoo with these bunch of fucking losers. Now, if they would have told me that there was a little meth, I would have said, oh, okay. I've never done meth before, but I'm open to new experiences. Take me to the zoo, let me see the elephants and the fucking donkeys, and give me some meth. I'll run into machine gun, fuck it. I'll go to Death Valley if I have to. You get me high enough and I'll do anything you want. That's the bottom line. All jokes aside, it's fun. War's fun. I've really been enjoying this conflict. But that's not the important war. Everybody's focusing on that, but that's really not the important war. No, there's a war that's being fought at each and every drive through across America. The chicken sandwich wars are the most important wars that we're fighting. I'll never forget where I was the day that Popeye released their chicken sandwich. That was a gloriously dark day. It was the equivalent of a chicken nuclear bomb. There was no going back. Sure, Wendy's had their spicy chicken sandwich for decades, but that was just a skirmish. That was just to warm us up for the big fight, the big battle. That was child's play. Now, Dave Thomas don't want this smoke. He's been dead for a while, and thank God he's not around anymore because (laughs) the chicken sandwich wars have entered a new era. Fried breasts aren't enough anymore and restaurants know it. It's an article from the takeout. It's an article from the takeout so you know it's going to be good. Popeyes will go down in history as the chain that began the great fried chicken sandwich wars of the fast food realm. Although it's likely that the chain had no idea what they were igniting back in 2019. Who wrote this story? That's wonderful wordplay. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't see who wrote the story through all the ads that are popping up. Angela L. Pagan. Wow, you have a way with words, woman. The fast food realm. It sounds like you accidentally fell into a time warp and got transmitted to a parallel universe where it's all fast food all the time. Oh, actually, that is America, isn't it? No, she's right. She said, but at this point, we've all seen fried chicken sandwiches with pickles on them. We get it. Had we not seen fried chicken sandwiches with pickles on them prior to when Popeyes released their sandwich? Was this a new invention? Had no one throughout the course of history ever made a chicken sandwich and decided to put two pickles on the top of it? I don't know. I'm asking an honest question. Did Popeyes just come through and break a barrier? They're like the Jackie Robinson of fast food. No one ever thought to put two pickles on top of a fried chicken sandwich before. But Popeyes did it. Thank you, Popeyes. I have Popeyes to thank for everything in my life. She says, we get it, though. The classic fried chicken sandwich with mayo and pickles is well regarded. But any sandwich now is part of a sea of mimics. Chain restaurants across the country are noticing customers' dwindling amazement at what is now essentially a staple of many fast food or fast casual menus. Thus, a new era in the fried chicken sandwich wars has begun. The article says in the new era, it's not so much about the fried chicken breast itself, but more about what's on top of it, piling on various new layers of flavor. Take, for example, McDonald's recent revamp of its crispy chicken sandwich. Now known as the McCrispy. The most depressing part about the name, the McCrispy, is somebody at, in advertising at McDonald's and headquarters got an actual bonus for coming up with that name. Somebody can retire early because they came up with the name McCrispy. It says the McCrispy is just a chicken sandwich with pickles and a bun. However, McDonald's also briefly introduced a limited time. Bacon Ranch McCrispie featuring Applewood smoked bacon, pickles, and ranch sauce. Well, excuse me. I didn't know the combination was going to be legendary like this. I've never heard of anything like that before. What's this bacon you speak of? Applewood smoked bacon? Every fast food restaurant that comes out with bacon, it's always Applewood smoked bacon. I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know what Applewood is. I've heard of cedar. I've heard of fucking pines and oaks. I've never fucking seen an apple tree. It looks like it would be good to cut down, cut up, and fucking burn to smoke some bacon. Fuck your applewood smoked bacon. And fuck your ranch dressing. This isn't a new sandwich. This has been around for years. This has been around for decades. Goddamn decades. McDonald's CEO goes as far as to say, quote, chicken is a big opportunity for us. We've heard this before. Over a year ago, I talked about, what was it, We Believe in Chicken? When things got really bad after COVID, that's all that some of these restaurants clung to. That's an actual quote. I don't remember who said it, but somebody said that we believe in chicken. And now the McDonald's CEO is saying chicken is a big opportunity for us. I was joking around last week in the outro when I said, given an opportunity to come back and live a life again, I'd be a chicken farmer. Because there's hardly any regulations around chicken, and everybody all over the world eats it. Now I'm thinking, actually, I'm going to quit this podcast. I'm going to be a chicken man. I really am. Last week, I told you to call me General So because I'm part man, part chicken. And then I dreamed of having talons. That was a joke last week, but I'm not laughing anymore. This story gets even funnier as it it ends here. This story perfectly aligns with everything that I've talked about on this podcast over the first 107 episodes. It says KFC, we've talked about them before, is also taking its chicken sandwich on a new journey. The ultimate barbecue chicken sandwich is a limited time offer that consists of crispy white meat fillets, topped with hickory smoked bacon, KFC's honey barbecue sauce. I get tired just reading this. There's so much bullshit on it. Crispy fried onions, melted cheese and pickles on a brioche bun. I don't even know what a brioche bun is. What are you doing, KFC? You got rid of the popcorn chicken and now you're just serving up slop on a bun. It's too complicated for me to even comprehend. There's honey barbecue sauce, crispy fried onions. They're melting cheese. They're throwing pickles on there. It sounds like a travesty. It sounds like an abomination of my taste buds. The article concludes by saying, when a concept grows stale, it's time to lay on the sauce and toppings and hope that that paves a new way forward. It's the Taco Bell treatment. You are just going to recycle the same fucking eight products over and over again. I'm really supposed to be impressed that you took the barbecue sauce out of the dipping cup and put it on the sandwich for me before you gave it to me. Some high level shit right there. I'm thinking that the KFC employees might be on liquid methamphetamine. It might be. I'm just saying that might be what's going on. They're getting pretty creative down there at the KFC. And I got to give their employees some credit. Walking into KFC to go to work is worse than running at a machine gun, even if you are high. KFC's exactly like being on the front lines, only you don't get to see any tits. Somebody in the comments pointed out that Wendy's used to have the best chicken sandwich in all of the fast food game. But it's not a game anymore. These are the chicken sandwich wars. We'll be right back. Friends, it's John here for Pure Russian Rainwater. Ah, yes, Pure Russian Rainwater. 94% pure since 1997. Let's give it a sip, and not because I'm contractually obligated to drink it on air, but because I really enjoy Pure Russian Rainwater. Mm. Oh. If you're headed to Death Valley, you better take yourself a case. I'm being real with you right now. I'm going off script. If you're going to Death Valley and you don't have a case of pure Russian rainwater, you're fucked. Six ways to Sunday. Take a case with you and don't die. Now it's time for a true story. When they were filming the episode of Better Call Saul, where they get lost in the desert, nobody knows this, but the production crew, they forgot to take hydrants out there. They didn't have anything to hydrate with when they were on the set. And they thought that the cast and the crew and everybody was going to die. And then... Mr. Rainwater came riding up over the hill on a mule. And on the side of that burrow, strapped on the side of that beast, were cases of ice-cold, pure Russian rainwater. He saved the day. Guys, Mr. Rainwater saved the day. Crisis was averted. Pure Russian rainwater. If it's good enough for Hollywood elites, it's good enough for you. All right, I think I've streamlined this as much as possible, guys. The Patreon is active, the hoodies are available, the links are in the description below. We're on YouTube, we're on the internet at ICanComplain.com. You better beg. Guys, I don't have much going for me in my life right now. Please join the Patreon. Now mention the bear. Jessica, we don't talk about the bear. I said mention the bear. The Bear Season 1 and now Season 2. Available for streaming exclusively on Hulu. (laughs) Now tell him about pure Russian rainwater. I already did that, Jessica. Shut up. Get back under that desk. I know you're hiding down there again. Yeah, I've been hanging out under the desk. Great show today. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. You don't mean that. Yeah, you're right. I haven't even been listening. I bootlegged the Barbie movie. I'm really enjoying it. I'm going to go back to listening to that now. I'm going to climb under this desk. Jessica, you're tangled in the cords. Be careful. God damn. Let me know how the movie is. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. I heard there's a sex scene. There's not a sex scene. That's the other movie. That's Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer has the sex scene. Yeah, well, that sounds like bullshit. Even helicopter pilots get to see tits. You do. You do, Jessica. You you expect a little more. You expect to be able to sit down to the Barbie movie and see a nice pair of knockers. But I wouldn't know. I'm a purist. While the rest of you are just out there watching the Barbie movie, I'm actually at home playing with my Barbies. Thank you for listening. See you next Tuesday. Bye. I think Jessica wants to say something else. Jessica, what do you want? I'm scared to ask. What do you what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about a man named Potatoes. A man? You want to talk about a man named Potatoes? Let me guess his dad's name was Mashed. No you fucking idiot. His dad's name was Al Groton. That is awful. Fuck yeah. That's not even a joke. <laughs> right. Why did I ask you what his dad's the name next was? Tucker fucking Carlson. Or brush some <laughs> I think you could. We were trying to move the joke forward. That's the worst thing I've ever done. Not just on this show, but I mean in my life. I think you could. I think it's time that we use Brittany Griner. I mean, we traded for her for a reason. It's time to get that man back that ran into North Korea. Somebody needs to ask Kim Jong-il. How good is your basketball team over there? Because we can make it a lot better. Ron DeSantis has Reddit Mod Energy, guys. I'm going to start referring to him as Ronda DeSantis because my phone thinks that I'm saying Ronda instead of Ron. Honestly, if he grows his hair out a little bit in the back, I bet Ron DeSantis seriously looks just like my gym teacher in seventh grade. He grows his hair out a little bit, throws on a windsuit, and he'll look just like Ron DeSantis to me. Serious question. Is this guy all right? Thank you for listening, guys. We're at ICANN'Complain.com and everywhere that you find podcasts. Everybody just wants to see tits and eat chicken sandwiches while they watch the Barbie movie. But what they really want to do is listen to the I Can't Complain" podcast. We're ruining the internet one download at a time. You forgot to do the eating ass material. Oh, you're right, Jessica. Thank God I didn't forget to do this. It's 2023. If you ain't eating ass, you ain't cool. I'm serious. I had to call my mom. I had to call my own mother and tell her she wasn't cool. Why would I do you love me do i love you we just met a couple of minutes ago for all i know you might be a pot-smoking jaded wild-eyed radical dropout i am a pot-smoking jaded wild-eyed radical dropout i love you Bye.